Playboy bunnies were fed to Hugh Hefner like meat in a very gross hoarder orgy room. So porno and vibrators in orgies, oh my. Ex-Playboy bunnies and the Girls Next Door stars Bridget Marquette. Marquard? What? How the hell do you pronounce that last name? Marquardt? What a weird last name. And Holly Madison are unveiling the seedy secrets of late smut mag magnate Hugh Hefner and his hoarder-style bedroom. There, he allegedly made his harem of buxom babes feel like pieces of meat during drug-fueled orgies. And I gotta be honest, how did he, like, keep it up to even, like, work at all? Like, I mean, like, to be honest, like, like, how? Right? Like, I have no idea how that guy at that age was actually, like, functioning in any way, shape, or form. I was shocked at how messy it was. Bridget, 48, said of Hef's lair in the Playboy Mansion on her in Madison's new podcast. Girls Next Level. The episode, titled In the Bedroom, aired Monday. We walked in, and it was just a disaster in there. The lights were out, but there were two giant TV screens in there that were playing porn. There's just so much junk, said Bridget, who previously insisted that the Playboy Mansion is haunted. Then you get in his room, and there's vibrators all over the bed, Bridget went on. I'd never used a vibrator before, if you say so. Madison, 42, agreed, likening the sex mogul's chambers to that of a hoarder, someone who suffers from a psychological disorder that causes them to compulsively and excessively collect and store items. It was just hoarder style, she said. Now, here's the thing, right? It looks like this is his bed or his bedroom or whatever. And if this is the case, it doesn't really look like a hoarder room. It kind of just looks like a guy that collected some things throughout his life, right? I mean, it looks like there's like a bunch of photos of a bunch of the ladies that probably were, you know, part of his life in this harem thing. You got the bed. Um, you have some, like, trinkets. Like, here's the thing. Like, it looks like the things that are there belong there, right? So imagine thinking you're this big player, and you're bringing all these girls home, and your room looks like S. Madison continued. It's like the weird, eccentric, millionaire version of the guy with the mattress on the floor in a Pulp Fiction poster. Which... The funny thing is, I don't think a lot of women actually would really care whether or not the mattress is on the floor or not. Because if they like the dude, they probably don't really care. The former pinups who, alongside Kendra Wilkinson, 37, shared the spotlight as Hef's girlfriends in their early 2000s, went on to detail their gross initial sexual encounters with the erotica purveyor, 
who died of septicemia at 89 in 2017. I thought I would have a chance to see what was going on, see if I was comfortable with it, Madison recalled, of her first time being bedded by Hef and his gaggle of women. I just remember feeling so gross and so used. I felt like this girl was being so nice to me and so welcoming, but really I was just another piece of meat for her to throw under him, so she looks better, she said. Madison likened Hefner to a vampire in the 10-part A&E documentary, The Secret Life of Playboy. The series, which debuted in January, pulled back the curtain on the nudie baron's alleged sexual abuse of his models, girlfriends, and pets. Now, here's the thing, right? Like, all these women were adults, right? So, couldn't they, at any given point, just literally walked out the mansion, right? Like, what kept them there this whole time, right? Was it the money that, like, kept them there? Like, I don't understand why they didn't just decide to literally walk away. Like, there was, I don't think there was anything necessarily stopping them from just walking away. It really... It was really gross to me how Hef didn't want to use protection, she revealed in the damning doc. I never expected to be the first person to have sex that might or to be pushed into it. I definitely felt humiliated by it. During a recent appearance on Heather McDonough's Juicy Scoop podcast, she and Bridget further unfurled the dark details of being coerced into orgies at Hef's command. But see, here's the thing, right? I still don't understand why you just couldn't walk away, right? Like, who is able to, like, convince you, like, yes, come join this orgy that you don't want to do at all? Yeah, come join it. Like, Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Now, who knows? Like, maybe people have more knowledge about situations like this, I just don't understand why someone just couldn't literally just take a few steps outside the mansion, call someone, and leave. So there, Bridget, who in October claimed she shared a loving goodbye embrace with Hef's ghost in a dream, shortly after he died, said her forced participation was a 10-second thing that she wanted to be done as quickly as possible. And on her own show this week, Bridget doubled down on a recollection of the first time she was made to perform in the icky escapade, saying, I remember when I woke up the next morning, I felt really weird. I had never done anything like that before, not just with Hef, but with anybody. I feel like icky is the best way to describe it because I just felt yuck all around and I felt crazy lonely, she remembered. I felt like I was the only one in that whole mansion I had no idea what to do, and I just felt gross, like I wanted to throw up. But again, like, this is such an odd thing to read, right? Because here's the thing, every single one of these bunnies probably were paid pretty well, 
All of them probably had a crazy amount of fans. All of them were basically able to do almost anything, I think, in terms of like career-wise, just because of the audience space that they would probably have at that point. But even then, like, think about it, right? Like, he had so many women in that mansion. Would he even notice if one person just walked away? Like, would he even notice? I sort of just don't... Like, my personal viewpoint, and I could be completely wrong, I kind of feel that these two individuals are basically talking bad about him after he passed away to try to make a career out of it, which is odd, right? Like, why talk bad about someone that you were in, like, a really weird relationship with after they passed away? So let's get into it, some of these comments. I guess these women are looking for their second 15 minutes of fame, sorry, they had to have known what they were in for and what they were expected to do. There was no innocence, they knew exactly what was expected, and they performed their duties without a gun held to their heads. These young ladies were aware of the nature of Playboy magazine and the predilections of its owner, which is, I suppose, how they showed up there missing most of their clothing and being beautifully photographed. I'm with you, except the ladies is not a term I'd use. It's Playboy and Hugh Hefner. How did they not know what to expect? Um, and did they get paid? They sure did. Distraction, deflection, what about Marsha Marsha? Okay. If the room was dirty, they certainly had plenty of time to clean it since they moved in with the old boy and stayed for quite a while. Gold digging just isn't what it used to be, is it? Not a word about this 20 years ago. We figured out what you are. Now we're just settling on a price. Okay. So what exactly did these women think was going to happen in these in those rooms? Play game of checkers? Uno, cut it out, ladies. Anybody who went to that mansion knew exactly what time it is and what they're there for. Fun fact, they all choose to be there. Nobody was complaining while the money was flowing. Neither of them were anything prior to him, and they've used him for whatever notoriety they've gotten, completely aware of what they were going to have to participate in, and even if they weren't, they kept on doing it even after the fact. Why didn't they bring this up while he was still alive? No sympathy for me. These girls knew exactly what they were good for, but as usual, playing the victim's card, money and also more money is the only thing in their minds. Everything's so gross, but um, we stayed for years, lived the lifestyle of being wealthy, and didn't have to work. Yeah, it was so awful. 
Sure didn't hear them complaining at the time or while Hef was alive. Funny thing, that. Say whatever you want about Hugh, but he lived and died a very happy man. He had a desire, materialized it, made a business around it, enjoyed the beautiful merchandise he peddled, made all involved wealthy, and died with a smile on his face. Okay. I don't know. Maybe you could have left and found a job. Ever think of that? See, this is the thing, right? I I just don't understand, other than them doing this in their own interest, as to why they would be talking badly about someone that they spent literally years with, right? There's no other benefit than material and potentially audience base. Like, oh, let me get some clicks so that more people can pay attention to us, right? It's just an odd thing. I mean, heck, technically, we're doing this example as well, right? We're talking about this situation, but I don't know. Feel free to give your thoughts. I think this is just weird. I think they're basically just doing this to grab attention and potentially money.